You're listening to Toy Photocast, the in-depth toy photographer interview podcast. We are storytellers. What's up, storytellers? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Toy Photocast with Dwayne Shoots Toys. He is an incredible storyteller. He has so much insight and wisdom and experience with social media. Make sure you're taking notes whenever you listen to this episode, but he's going to be dropping some gems. First and foremost, thank you guys for subscribing to the Patreon. Thank you to my hardcore listeners. Scott, Blind, Jordan, Dodrell, and Stephanie Beyer. Really appreciate you guys. We're going to get you that bonus episode here soon. I appreciate everyone that listens every single time. I see you. I see the comments. I see the messages. I am so grateful. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the episode. Peace. Three, two, one. What's up, everybody? This is another episode of Toy Photocast with the one, the only, Dwayne Shoots Toys. What's up, Dwayne? How you doing, man? Hey, what's up? I'm I'm great. Uh, I got to say thank you so much for giving me giving me the opportunity to uh, to chat with you on this podcast. Um, you you are doing a great job with this thing, man. I, I really enjoy these episodes. I've listened to most of them, and uh, you're doing a, a great service for this this toy community and uh you know getting a lot of exposure for the art form so I, I really appreciate it dude that means a lot thank you man i i am so glad to be able to have people like yourself on this show and people that you know the community look up to like yourself and we can be able to get into the mindset and it's such a fun thing for me i get so much out of every episode so i feel like the amount of investment that i put in is like far below the return that i get so it's all good, man. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do this. So how long have you been doing toy photography, dude? Uh, I've been doing it for just just over two years. Um, I, I consider March 1st, 2018 as my official start date. That was the, uh, the first uh, Instagram post that I made. And uh, I, I discovered the, the concept of toy photography maybe a month before that. Um, really? But, wow. Yeah, yeah. Who was the first yeah. person you saw? Um, well, you know, it was kind of, um, I got into the whole thing sort of by accident. Okay. Um, I, I originally bought a camera because I wanted to, to take better travel photos. And, uh, you know, I love to travel. But uh, in the past, when I've traveled, um, I didn't know anything about photography. So I was taking these really terrible, <laughs> mediocre photos. So <laughs> one day I just decided, you know, I've got to get a half-decent camera and learn how to take uh, photos. So um, I initially bought it for travel photography and I spent a lot of time on YouTube watching tutorials. And uh, you know, with, with YouTube, once you watch one video, it kind of pulls you into this, uh, down this rabbit hole and you start seeing all these other related videos, right? Yeah. So um, I came across this one video of um, this photographer who was taking um, photos of model cars I think her name was Kim Lowenberger or something along those lines. And uh, she was taking photos of model cars and then combining them with uh, real life outdoor environments. And she was just making them look really cool. So I thought, wow, that's kind of neat. And I did a little bit more digging. 
and uh, I just discovered this um, this action figure community. I thought, wow, this is this is really dope. Like this is up my alley. So um, I, I think probably Sergeant Bananas was one of the first people that I discovered. Okay. And uh, yeah, once you discover one, you start discovering a whole bunch more, and you see. Oh yeah. Uh, plastic action jacks and uh, richie nose rain and a, a whole bunch of people right so um, yeah that's kind of how it started for me that's incredible man and so when you discovered those first accounts did you know that's something that you wanted to do or when did you start picking up the toys and start taking pictures well i wasn't a collector before i started i i you know i was just getting into photography and i saw these things and i thought wow this is really cool Interesting. And um, so I just decided to go out and start getting figures. Uh, fortunately, a friend of mine was a pretty big Marvel Legends collector. Mm-hmm. So he, he lent me a bunch of figures and I bought a fig- few figures of my own. And I just started um, just doing it, you know. Um, I, <laughs> I had Before I started this, I had actually seen pictures of, um, you know, those high-end Hot Toys figures, right? Right. And uh, I saw, I think it was a Michael Jackson figure. And I thought, wow, I would love to own this thing. But they're so expensive and I couldn't justify buying it if I'm just going to put it on a shelf. You know, I'm not in the greatest financial situation. So it's a lot of money. But once I realized that I could use those figures to create art, then that kind of changed the way I thought about it. And I realized, okay, this is actually an investment and it's a worthwhile purchase. So then I started buying all kinds of figures and uh, going from there. That's really cool. I've never heard anybody say that. And I feel the same way too. Like it, it is an investment. And when you make it for the art and you want to, like, it's hard telling that person inside of you. It's like, man, am I really spending $300 on some plastic? But it's like, it's important to us. And the things you can do, like with that figure, like the stories you can tell, the the emotion you can bring it and being able to make the art that you make, man, it's it's worth it, isn't it? Yeah, we. I, I kind of consider my figures to be like paintbrushes, right? Nice. And you know, I just have all these different paintbrushes that I work with to create art with. So it, it is an investment, and um, I'm so glad that I, I've spent the money on that stuff because you know I've had so much fun creating all these uh, unique pieces of art with them. That's awesome, man. So how do you feel like your photos have changed since you first started out? Um, I think I'm definitely spending a lot more time on my photos now. Um, With my photography, the the focus isn't necessarily on the photography aspect itself. Like I'm not trying to make cinematic looking photos or, you know, my lighting isn't always the greatest, but the focus is... um, on the concept and the dioramas and the props and all those things that are coming together to make a unique looking scene. Yeah. So I'm these days, I'm spending a lot more time building props. Like, uh, you know, I I try to put as much detail into the photos now as I can. Whereas in the beginning, um, I didn't really have too much detail in my, my dioramas. So, where did you get the inspiration from to start doing like everything handmade? Was that something that just kind of evolved over time? Yeah, like uh, it pretty much just evolved over time. Like um, I, I think one of the, I don't know if this was the, the first photo I did or one of the first. It wasn't the first I posted, but it was one of the one of the first that I actually made. 
um, was a uh, a yoga scene. So yeah. I did the superheroes doing yoga, and uh, I realized in order to make that that uh, scene come to life, I have to build these things myself. Like I, I didn't see any pre-made um, sets like that. So it just kind of naturally evolved. And, and um, the techniques I, I was using back then were kind of crude and they, they've sort of evolved over time. I've developed my own little style as I've um, come along, but uh, it sort of emerged out of necessity as, as a way to express the ideas that I had. That's amazing, man. That is so cool. I feel like I know the answer to this question, but I'm curious to see what you're going to say. But how do you approach toy photography? Like, are you interested in like the process, like the making the dioramas, making the sets, making the photos? Like, is that like your enjoy where you get the enjoyment or do you get the most enjoyment from actually posting it um, or all together? So, so for me, there are two, two peaks or two spikes in the, um, in the enjoyment over the whole process. Okay. Uh, the first most exciting part I'd say is that initial spark when you get an idea and you just start working on it for the first you know hour or two. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, most of my scenes revolve around the creation of some kind of prop or diorama. So that initial hour, hour or two when I'm just like first starting to build a, a certain type of prop, that's super exciting to me. That's that's when I'm in the zone like time stops, time stands still, and I'm just focused, right? Yeah. Um, then uh, sometimes it becomes, and there's a process over the next several hours where it becomes kind of tedious. You're just finishing up the idea. That's when it kind of gets a little bit um, difficult, I guess, to, to, to yeah. work through. But then you, as you reach the end and you start finishing it up and you know you post it and you see people's reaction, that's, that's another uh, p, uh, spike in the uh, excitement. So it's kind of uh, a couple of different points that I really like about the whole process. That's awesome, man. And you post on so many different avenues too. Like you have, uh, you have an account on TikTok, you have an account on Instagram, you have one on Twitter as well, don't you? Yeah, I'm trying to get on as many different platforms as possible. And uh, I'd, I'd mentioned to you in the uh, DMs that we exchanged that I would love to um, maybe discuss some tips and strategies for social media. Oh, of um, course. Yep. You, you know, I, I get questions all the time, like, how do you grow your following? How do you build an audience? And I think a big part of that is uh, branching out outside of Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, I, I still consider Instagram my primary platform, but um, there, I've seen so much benefit from posting or creating content on YouTube and TikTok, and you know, I'm on as <laughs> pretty much every platform out there, I and mean, <laughs> Pinterest and LinkedIn and uh, you know Twitter, Facebook, everything, right? Um, so I think a lot of other toy photographers. Um, might be ignoring those other platforms or not getting the full benefit out of them. And uh, especially right now, um, if you're not on TikTok, you're really missing out on a tremendous opportunity for uh, really great organic reach and growth. Yeah. So I, I highly, highly recommend TikTok uh, for toy photographers. And uh, um, I, I've seen a few people on there. Like I know Sir Dork is on there and uh, Nose Rain and Beryl Murado and uh, Decomp Rob and a few others I've seen. 
Um, but uh, man, like I've and the, the the content also that I post on TikTok isn't always related to toys or to toy photography, but there's kind of a general theme of um, miniatures and crafting and stuff. But uh, a lot of people will discover me on TikTok and then come over to my Instagram and follow me there, right? So I've gained quite a few followers just from being on TikTok. And, and the same thing applies to, to YouTube and other platforms as well. So I really, really encourage uh, everyone else out there to you know, try to expand uh, your reach and, and uh, ex- experiment with other platforms and get on there too. Just to kind of give some people a reference for what you're talking about with TikTok, like I just pulled up your account and I had no clue you had 741,000 followers and a <laughs> million likes. That's insane. That's crazy. Dude, I'm telling you, like it's the best platform for natural organic reach. And like I, I hear a lot of people complaining about the Instagram algorithm and, and rightfully so, like it's not the greatest for you know natural organic reach but right now man tiktok like even if you have like five followers on tiktok you post a video and you're probably going to get at least you know 50 to 100 views right Right. sometimes you might get lucky and get a thousand two thousand views but it's also possible on your very first first post i've seen people do this uh, get you know a million views it's just the way that they propagate uh, content throughout the algorithm it's very great for um, exposing your material to people that aren't following you. So um, I, when I initially started, I started um, by making little videos. Uh, I do a lot of work with miniature sneakers in my photography. Oh yeah. And, and uh, I did made some videos of my fingers doing little dances with these (laughs) miniature sneakers, simple videos, you know, little 10, 15 second clips. And uh, I was able to build up a decent following, you know, maybe, 20,000 followers or so after uh, a couple months and uh, I just kept on posting and then I came up with uh, this idea Um, I don't know if you're probably familiar with these um, mystery boxes or blind boxes that they sell in the stores like where they have like a mystery item inside uh i i know the videos that you make i didn't know you actually purchased those no i didn't i actually made those i I was just saying like in general like they they sell like um loyal subjects like blind boxes or mystery boxes right yes yeah so i i kind of took that um theme and i created a tiktok mystery mini box with um this is all like kind of something i made up but it was uh just a series of miniature items that are related to trends on TikTok. Um, TikTok is driven primarily by trending styles of videos and trending concepts and memes and stuff. So I made miniature items that are based on that. And the first video that I did in that style got like 18 million views. And within 48 hours, I'd gone from 20,000 followers to like 280,000 followers. And then, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like everyone, you guys got to be on TikTok right now. And you don't, you don't know how long this, this window of opportunity is going to be there, but it's very well a possibility to, you know, grow like that. If you, you know, a little bit of luck is involved, but it's very possible. I've seen so many people do it. So I just kept on repeating that and doing other kinds of videos. And every once in a while, I'll get a video that had like a million views or, you know, three, four million views. And uh, recently I've been making um, TikTok collector cards. So these are like uh, sports cards, but they have um, 
TikTok uh, influencers and celebrities on them. And that series has been going really well for me and, uh, you know, growing the account. And, and the thing is, you know, that's not related to toy photography, but, um, you know, it brings people to the account yeah. and then, then they see the toy photography, you know, once they, I have a few other toy photography, like behind the scenes, toy photography related videos. So then people will come over and they'll see that and then they'll go and follow me on Instagram. So it's, it, it's crazy because, you know, I look at Instagram right now and this past month, I think I've only posted maybe four or five photos, mm-hmm. but, um, I've still gained about 4,000 followers. Insane. It's crazy. Right. And. You know, part of that is because some of the photos got reposted, but a big part of it is because um, uh, TikTok, you know, people are coming over from TikTok and getting a steady stream of, you know, 100 followers a day or whatever it is, right? So are you specifically like shouting out yourself on Instagram? How do you get people to come on over? To you? Oh, um, from TikTok to Instagram? Yeah. Um, well, there's there's a link in the um, in your bio. And okay. uh, a lot of people, like if they, when they first see a, an account, um, a lot of people are kind of curious, right? So they may click on that link and then come over. Um, I've done a few behind the scenes toy photography videos where I've shouted out my Instagram and um, those seem to work pretty well too, just for driving nice. traffic over. Um, but yeah, and uh, it, Sir Dork is also doing a pretty good job too uh, as well on TikTok and um, he's built up a nice following as well. So like, it's out there, you guys. Like I'm telling you now, get on TikTok right now. Um, otherwise, you're missing out on a a great uh, potential opportunity to to grow your following. That's so good, man. That is that is like gold. I feel like you just dropped like probably if people were to listen to this and actually like follow your advice, that that could like change their whole account. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. And and you know what? Like uh, I don't know if you saw. I, I did a, a recent uh, brand deal with Reebok. Yes, I saw that. And that uh, they came to me through TikTok. They, no um, yeah, they saw the uh, the little dancing uh, sneaker videos with my fingers, and um, they saw that they wanted me to make uh, some videos for them for TikTok. It wasn't initially for Instagram. I just kind of added the Instagram post as a um, like a bonus, but uh, they wanted content for TikTok. So um, they it was really cool too because they they. Basically, what happened was they they were launching a new sneaker, the uh, Reebok Zig Kinetica, and um, they wanted me to promote it with the mini dancing sneaker video. So <laughs> they they actually got someone over there to three D print that exact same model. Oh, cool! And then they mailed it over to me, and uh, yeah, I recorded a couple of videos for them. One of them, I think, got like one point five million views, and another one got like. Uh, 180,000 or something like that. So it did pretty well. Like the, it's, it's a great, uh, great platform for, for getting organic reach. So good brands are out there, man. I've had a lot of the, um, I've gotten a lot of toy companies sending me free stuff. That's through TikTok. You know, people are so discovering cool. me on there. So I'm telling you, man, <laughs> that's, that's a great opportunity. And, and like I said, like, you know, you don't have to make toy photography related content right you can just yeah. make do whatever you can just to get an audience and then every once in a while drop some toy photography stuff and uh, you know make sure your instagram link is in there and people will start trickling over um and, and the cool thing is uh the demographic that follows me on tiktok is very different 
than the demographic on Instagram. Like really? uh, when I, yeah, when, when I look at my analytics on Instagram, my, on Instagram, my audience is, I think it's about 85% uh, male in their, uh, in the 25 to 35 age range. Mm -hmm. Whereas on TikTok, it's like 75% female and they're like kids and teenagers and it's like a completely different audience, right? That's insane. Yeah, because I guess just the, the style of videos that I've made on TikTok, you know, cater towards a, a younger audience, right? But um, it's cool because it just broadens the, the spectrum of people that are aware of your work, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I guess one of the, the main takeaways is that I try to create as many different potential entry points to my art as possible. So when I say entry points, I mean just ways of discovering my work, right? So sometimes it's on YouTube, sometimes it's on TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, whatever it is, right? Because you never know where people are going to find you, right? Sure. Yeah. So now that we've kind of discussed like the whole social media, uh, just the aspect of how you would approach it, let's go a little bit deeper and let's talk about your camera. Let's talk about your setup, the things that you use on a day-to-day -day basis for your posts. Um, you can talk about your lighting, uh, just so people can know if they want to pick that kind of stuff up and, and kind of follow in your footsteps. Yeah, for sure. Um, honestly, I, I don't have the greatest camera. I, when I first started, I, I got something sort of entry level. Um, it's an older camera. It's the, uh, I use the Panasonic GH3. Okay. So they've actually had a couple of newer models come out since then. But um, it's a GH3. It's a micro four-thirds camera. Um, it, now you can pick one up for re really cheap, you know, a few hundred dollars. But um, yeah, it, it works well for what I do. I've got a few different lenses that I use with it. Um, one, of, one of the lenses that I really love using is a fisheye attachment. And um, so a lot of people stay away from it because it, with the fisheye, it creates uh, quite a bit of visual distortion. But right. I personally like that look in my photos, in, in, depending on the shot I'm trying to make, right? Yeah. But I've, I've used that quite a bit. That's kind of my go-to signature lens for certain types of shots. Um, you know, I've got uh, a wide angle lens, a few different uh, lenses that I use with the camera. Um, lighting, you know, as I mentioned earlier, like lighting is something I, I struggle with. Um, it's, it's not necessarily the focus of my photography. I'm not trying to make cinematic looking stuff. My style, I think is more cartoonish, but, um, uh, for the lighting that I currently have, I, I just use some uh, LED desk lights, and uh, I, I don't try to to make things look too cinematic, or you know, I don't play too much around with it, play around with it too much. But um, I just want to make sure that uh, it's bright enough, and uh, you know, you can see the the details in the, in the photo. And uh, what else? That's that's pretty much it. You know, the rest of it is just uh, you know, figures and. Um, dioramas and props and stuff do you do a lot of post-processing on your photos yeah quite a bit uh, one of one of the things i like to do i, I don't know why it's just a personal preference but i, I like to um, edit out all the joints and the articulation points on my figures yeah um just a personal preference some people like to keep them in but i just think it um makes the figures look a little bit more lifelike and you know bring them to, to life so 
I do quite a bit of post-processing. Um, first, the first thing I do is after I take a shot, I'll import things into Lightroom and uh, just adjust, make some general broad adjustments to lighting and color and temperature and all that. Then I'll bounce it into Photoshop and that's when I start editing out the joints and fixing up blemishes. Um, I spend quite a bit of time doing that and I'll make some small adjustments to the shading of certain elements and stuff. And um, yeah, it's, and then, yeah, after that's done, that's, that's pretty much it. Nice. So what do you say it takes whenever you've got the shot and you've moved it over to your computer? Does it take you like a day's worth of, of editing? Like how much time do you spend on it normally? Uh, the editing, no, I wouldn't say it takes a day. Uh, I'd say it probably takes a few hours once I have the shot. Okay. Uh, the, the time consuming part is, is just the actual building of the props and everything. Um, like if I were to take a guess, I'd say on average, most of my shots take about three days to make from start to finish. That's, you know, working six or seven hours a day. So nice. yeah, probably about 20 hours per shot. Um, it really depends on the complexity, but, um, a lot of my shots require me to build, um, <laughs> just tons of little boxes and, and stuff. So it's not necessarily difficult. It's just tedious and time consuming, but I enjoy the process. It's awesome, man. So what is your favorite line of figures to shoot and why? Um, you know, my favorite, first of all, my favorite scale to work in is one six scale. Okay. And the reason I like that is because I really enjoy the concept of kit bashing. So I will take, a head from one figure and put it on a body and then just customize it with clothes. So most of the figures that I shoot are kind of custom in some way or just, you know, put together from various parts and pieces. Right. Um, but uh, as far as just like commercially available um, action figures, uh, I think the favorite uh, figure to shoot are the, the, the quarter scale uh, NECA turtles, the big ones. Nice. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a little bit different to work with those because everything's on a much larger scale, but those things have so much detail. The way they're painted, like they, they've incorporated shading and, and lots of texture into the figure. So it, it's really difficult to take a bad shot with those photos. Yeah. Um, you know, it makes, it makes my job a lot easier. I don't have to worry about lighting as much because, um, a lot of the shading is naturally built into the paint job. So I, I just love them. They look amazing. And obviously there's the, um, the nostalgia factor with those. Uh, I love the turtles growing up. And um, aside from that, I also really like working with um, the Medicom uh, Goku figure that I have. That's a, that's oh, a great one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you ever get the seven inch NECA turtles? Uh, yeah, I got a set of those too. I've only used them once. Um, I, I did a, a shot of, um, I think it was Leonardo and Michelangelo playing hockey. Nice. And I, I used uh, the turtle, the seven inch turtles for that one. But uh, it, it really depends on the situation. Like I'm kind of limited or I, I base the, the use of the figures on the props that I'm going to use with them and the scene I'm going to build. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. So going back to kind of like your mindset about toy photography and your accounts and all the things that you're doing, what is like your end goal? Like, where do you, 
where do you see yourself in 10 years? Like what, what is this whole thing about for you? Well, 10 years is a pretty long time frame to work with. Right. But, uh, I, I think in the end, I would love to be in a situation where I can spend as much time as I want creating art, working on toy photography or whatever it is, video, music, whatever, um, working on it without having to worry about, uh, the financial stuff. So like having enough, um, income coming in that I can pay my bills and then just spend my time, um, working on f photography and, and art. That's basically it. I just want to you know, do that. And I, I would love to get the opportunity to, to do, um, brand deals and work with, um, you know, influencers and celebrities and all that creating art for them. That'd be fun too. But, um, I just want to, I just love creating art. Right. And, uh, to be able to do that without having to worry about, you know, how are you going to pay your bills? That would be great. That's the dream. And that's the yeah. dream. Man. Yeah. You're almost there. I feel like, I feel like in the next year, I feel like you're going to be doing that. Like, I, I don't see why you won't be doing that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know where you're at, like with all of your personal, like your business or what you're doing, but like, I feel like it's like getting to that point. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's getting closer. I think in general, like the next two to three years for toy photography is going to be incredible. Uh, and yes. there's going to be so many people. I don't know what the exact time frame is going to be like, maybe two years, three years, but I think we're going to hit a point where we're going to have lots of people making full-time careers out of this. And, uh, I agree. yeah, like it's, it's just a matter of getting more people to, to discover it. And, and that's one thing I think, um, sometimes people forget you know, when, when you're on Instagram in the toy community, often you focus uh, most of your energy towards targeting other toy photographers and toy fans, right? And that's great, but it's a relatively small community. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many toy photographers are on Instagram, maybe 20,000, 30,000. I could be completely off. But um, the way I see it is that there are millions and millions of potential fans of toy photography out there. They just don't know about it yet, right? So um, I think in the next few years, more people, as it becomes a little bit more mainstream and people start discovering it, you're gonna start seeing this whole thing take off, right? And um, that's, that's one of my goals. That's what I wanna do. I want that to be my contribution to the uh, toy community. I want to help bring it to the mainstream and expose the art form to, um, you know, more people and, and help them discover what toy photography is. And uh, I think we're, we're going to get there. It's just a matter of time. Yes, dude. I just got goosebumps, man. That's awesome. I'm excited. <laughs> because I feel like, I feel like, like you're right. Like that time frame, it, it could be, sooner or it could be like right around that time because we're getting to that point where like we have people like Jax that's working with all types of different artists and being able to create curated pieces and like it is bringing it that exposure and like yourself like working with companies and just outside of like toy photography in itself because oftentimes you're right we can get so focused on trying to work within the parameters of like the toy companies but like there's so many there's so many options and so many avenues that you could branch out with other different unique individuals out there. Like, yeah. I mean, once we, once we start thinking like more limitless about this thing, like it's really going to take off for sure. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's so much uh, potential opportunity out there. And I think people have to start thinking more about, uh, you know, branching out. Like, if you look at the, you know, the guys that have really started to stand out, like, like Jax, for example, he's done a lot of stuff within the basketball community, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you do that, you're exposing an entirely new audience to the concept of toy photography, right? And uh, I... I kind of look at um, what I'm doing as sort of like almost like a meme account or like an art account. And I, I look to people like uh, Boss Logic. Are you familiar with his work? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he makes like digital art and, and edits and stuff like that. And I look to him and he has like close to 2 million followers, right? Right. And I think it's possible to get to that level, maybe not that big, but I mean, you know, to grow um, because we're, what we're doing is we're just creating art, right? We're just using action exactly. figures to create that art. So I think in the next few years, you're going to see people with hundreds of thousands of followers, maybe even a million followers, who knows? But I think it's, it's, it's going to explode, but you just got to start thinking big about it. And um, I'm excited to, to get to the point where, you know, we have a bunch of people making full-time careers out of this. And yes. uh, not, you know, not only the photography aspect, but even, you know, what you're doing with the uh, dioramas and props and stuff like that, like, that, that whole thing is going to explode too once more people start getting into the uh, photography realm. Totally, man. Yeah, it's it's like, I feel like with toy photography, like if, like say like five years ago, like all of us knew like it could get to that level. And now that it's starting to get to that level, it's like, like I don't want to miss the boat kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's like, because yeah. I feel like we could, like it's possible to miss the boat and like, because the boat's going to leave and you better be ready. <laughs> You better jump on that boat when it leaves because <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. metaphorically speaking. Um, yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's why I think in the next few years, this is going to be like the, the golden time for, uh, for toy photography. I mean, once the, the mainstream starts discovering it, it's, it's really going to take off, I think. For sure. For sure. So do you like have any moments? I love to call these as pinch me moments that you have in your journey as a toy photographer that uh, you want to give a shout out to. Oh, pinch me moments. Um, yeah, you know what? Like the, the crazy thing is with, with Instagram, you never know who's watching, right? And yep. there's there's a chance that anyone could see your work from celebrities to you know athletes, musicians, whatever. So I've had a lot of little really cool moments. Um, a lot of my photos deal with um, music and uh, making beats and production and vinyl and DJing and stuff like that. So I've had um, everyone from Questlove of the Roots and RZA from the Wu-Tang Clan, Pete Rock, a bunch of different musicians, um, you know, engage with my work, repost it, leave comments. Um, that's been really cool. I've had you know, professional wrestlers like Chris Jericho and Edge um, repost my work. I think Dennis Rodman liked one of my photos. That was kind of cool. <laughs> Yeah. Um, gosh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk and he uh, reposted one of my shots in his uh, story once. That was really cool. Gary V um, did? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I think he followed me too. Like it's, it's really cool to see. I'm a big fan of his. And um, Will Smith, uh, he, one of my photos, so I, I did this photo of um, kind of recreating that first episode of uh, Fresh Prince when uh, Will is, making a beat with the wine glasses and kind of fooling around at the dinner table. Yeah. And um, 
I made that photo and then it got reposted by Just Water, which is a, a water company that Will Smith is involved with. And I saw that he liked the photo that was posted by them. So that just shows that he's seen my work. That was really, really, that's, that was a pinch me moment for me. Um, so I would love to do some work with him. And I noticed that he's actually done quite a bit of work with um, artists and animators on his Instagram account. So that, that's, uh, that's yeah. something that, yeah, I would love to, to, to do in, in the future. He's really big into social media and he's like really pumping out the content with all the, all the people on, on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. And actually just water, I think is his son's, uh, water company yeah yeah so i actually <laughs> i did a bit of research beforehand and when i made that photo i included a couple of bottles of uh, or cartons of just water in the shot oh that's cool so that was the reason they reposted it right so that's another thing like whenever i'm making shots i'm always trying to find ways to get other people to repost them so i'll put little things in the shot like little details that um may you know um incentivize another account to uh repost it that's cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's, I mean, I, obviously the, the Reebok deal was really crazy. And just to me, the fact that that came through TikTok was mind blowing. That was like, what, what's going on here? But uh, yeah, it's, it's been such an awesome journey. And it's, it's uh, I don't know, I think we're all we're just, just getting started, man. I think I still think it's in its infancy. So uh, the best is yet to come for this whole community. For sure, man. And you being such a massive influence, man, like what can you give as advice for the community to kind of focus on? How can we make this a better place? Well, I think people um, shouldn't be afraid to experiment. You know, sometimes people will um, create content because they think it's going to get a certain number of likes and they avoid posting, posting other content because they're afraid that it won't uh, get as much engagement or likes. So I would say just, be, you know, experiment, have fun with it, right? Um, I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, I'm, I'm a big hockey fan. Like, that's my favorite sport to watch, right? Nice. And I, I know that a lot of my audience may not really follow hockey, but um, I'm still going to go ahead and post hockey-related photos, because first of all, I love it, right? But second of all, it can open my audience to um, uh, to hockey fans, right? And uh, when I mentioned in the past when um, Chris Jericho and Edge, the, the WWE wrestlers, when they reposted my my photo, it was a uh, a hockey photo that I posted, and um, I uh, made a shot of them playing ball hockey uh, backstage at a, at a WWE event. Nice. And um, they reposted it. Uh, Edge wrote like this really awesome caption. Like he was really grateful, and Chris Jericho wrote like a really funny caption too. But uh, the point is, like, I knew that that photo wasn't going to get as many likes as, like, say, a basketball photo or something else that I've posted. But by posting it, I was able to reach um, a completely different audience, right, and uh, expand the audience. And and it's fun, you know, like. I would just say experiment, have fun, um, practice, practice a lot, and uh, don't be too concerned with these um, these vanity metrics like uh, likes and comments and stuff like that. Just just post and and uh, 
you know, get, get the art out of you onto, uh, onto the, the page and, um, share it. It's awesome, man. That's some good tips right there. Hope everyone is taking notes. <laughs> so man, um, another thing I like to talk about is just kind of healthy living. Um, what's your aspect and your mindset, uh, about healthy living it, whether it's like mental health or physical health, what's, what is something that you do to kind of stay on top of it? Well, right now we're all in kind of a different uh, situation with this whole um, quarantine business. So, sure. uh, I don't know what it, what it's like over there, but uh, I've been pretty much stuck at home <laughs> yeah. all the last few weeks, which isn't too difficult, different from my normal situation. But um, normally, I like to go to uh, the gym and uh, get some exercise, and I, I love yoga. Yoga is like my my jam i love love the way it makes my body feel so i, I sure. do quite a bit of yoga um but uh, obviously right now it's kind of limited but um you know i definitely think when you when you mentioned uh, mental health that's all i think it, it's tied in pretty closely with physical health uh, especially when i do do something like yoga um it uh puts me in such a state of ease and uh it's, it's a meditation in itself and you know, by performing the uh, the postures and everything, you're really loosening up your body and affecting the mental health. So I I, I highly recommend yoga. Like I know a lot of people might be hesitant to do it, but I really I think it's one of the best things I've ever done. Just starting to do sure. yoga. I can back you up on that because my wife got me into it last year, and I was mm -hmm. very skeptical. And mm -hmm. she, like, just try it. It's not as easy as it looks. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't know if it looks easy. It's just not something I want to do. But man, yeah, you're right. Like, it's it puts you in a great state, and like, it makes you very aware of like just your surroundings and puts you in the moment, like the present. And that's something that I struggle with is like always thinking ahead and not being in the moment. And so that helps me for sure. Yeah, see, that's that's one of the things I love about art in general. Like whenever I'm, you know, whether it's making music or doing toy photography, um, whenever I'm in the process of doing that, I'm completely focused. I'm in the zone. I'm not thinking about yesterday or tomorrow. Like I'm in that moment. So that really helps. Like I find my anxiety goes away when I'm, when I'm working on a toy photo. Um, so for me, it's, it's kind of therapeutic, you know, like I, and I really recommend um engaging in some kind of craft or some whatever it is for some people it's video games right whatever it is those kind of things help help you um remain in the moment and uh ease a lot of uh, anxiety oh yeah video games used to be my thing back when i was you know in my teens and i, I turned 30 this year and i can honestly say like working with my hands, doing something creative, like it, it does, it puts me in that flow state too. And I feel so excited about the present. And yeah. that's something that uh, if you're looking for something, uh, listeners, like for toy photography that can help you even be more, have more enjoyment is like, do something that Dwayne does is like create something specific for your set, or like make something unique. If you don't have that specific item, just go out there and, and build it, you know, make it and you're going to enjoy it so much more too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so usually when I'm making a photo, um, I'll, you know, if it involves making a lot of boxes, I'll just, uh, kind of, um, you know, put on some cool music or put on, you know, a show or something like that. And then just like sit there, um, 
cutting the boxes and folding them and taping them. And it's, it is kind of meditative and uh, you're in the zone, right? And some people say the same thing about cooking, right? You're just kind of focusing on the, what's in front of you and uh, not thinking about past or future, right? And it, it's, it is therapeutic and it, it's rewarding too because you have that fulfilling um, sense of creating something from nothing. And uh, I really, I would love to see more people um, getting into to crafting and, and making props and stuff for sure. That's awesome, man. So I want to close it out and uh, just give some tips for people just wanting to start doing toy photography who maybe haven't started yet. It's not too many tips I can give aside from just like, I guess the biggest thing is just to practice. Uh, don't worry, initially, don't worry too much about uh, having a, an, a crazy camera. You know, you can do a lot with even just an iPhone or, you know, something simple. Um Practice, experiment, um, play around with lighting. There's tons of tutorials on on YouTube that can teach you everything you need to know about uh, the basics. And uh, once you do start posting stuff on social media, you know, start uh, engaging in the community. Uh, the, the toy community is, is great when you're starting out. Like there's so many supportive people and uh, everyone is, um, you know, going to help you out and, and give you suggestions and uh you know it's it's just a just a matter of um practicing <laughs> i don't yeah. know what else to say yeah in the beginning that's awesome man dude yeah thank you man for coming on the show and like just dropping some nuggets i feel like i'm gonna have to go back and listen multiple times and just get some get some good i definitely am gonna like work on my tiktok that's something i need to work on Personally. Yes. Do you have an account yet? I did, but then I like got like okay. So like real talk, I downloaded TikTok, and I lost like three and a half hours one afternoon just watching videos. <laughs> <laughs> and I yeah. was like, "This is dangerous. Like, I need to close this app right now because I was trying to like plan the rest of my day work, and I sat down for a moment to like chill and open TikTok, and that was like the first time I ever did it. And I was like oh my god like three and a half hours just disappeared and i was like yeah so, yeah you need need a little bit of self-discipline with that app because yeah. it can be very addictive <laughs> so true yeah i'm gonna have to set like a timer and be like no matter what i'm looking at i'm turning this thing off in 15 minutes like <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly because it's like one hit of dopamine after the next because every single thing is so funny and so good like just anything from like just people like dancing to uh the stuff even will smith does is hilarious like i don't know man it's it's like uh, did you ever do vine back in the day when it was around i was aware of it but i i didn't uh, do it myself I, I remember seeing a lot of clips on youtube and uh and instagram and stuff but uh, i never had an account myself so i had vine and it's so similar it's pretty much the same formula like that's yeah. why it's so popular but yeah i'm I got to do it. I think everybody listening needs to do it too, just to kind of branch out and try something different, try something fun. And uh, yeah. So yeah, definitely. Where can people, man, connect with you on social media? Uh, you can find me at Dwayne Shoots Toys, D-U-A-N-E, Shoots Toys. Um, I'm on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, everything. Um, find me on there. Yeah. <laughs> 
Awesome, dude. And you can find me at Dagobah underscore days. You can find the feature pages. I run 112 Community, Star Wars Toy Picks, both on Instagram and the Toy Photocast Instagram account as well. And remember, we are storytellers. Get out there, tell your story, have some fun, shoot some toys, and stay positive in this crazy world we're living in right now. It's it's uh, it's crazy. So yeah, keep your head up and we'll see you at the next episode. All right. Peace. The Toy Photocast is part of the Exclude Magazine Network. Go to ExcludeMagazine.com for news, reviews, and everything pop culture collectibles related. Thank you so much for listening. Peace. Thank you.